Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hello and welcome back to Just Another Football Podcast. Back again. It's me hosting this week, so you don't have any whinging about the weather like Ali started last podcast with. Um, He's not here today. Uh, presumably off coaching, so it, it probably didn't rain today. But uh, alas, we move on. Uh, the the weathermen are relieved to hear that. I think. It's, yeah, it's, they are after uh, last week's rant. Crikey, he didn't. Ba- he didn't half bang on about it, didn't they? I mean, just just get to the point, mate. You don't trust weather people, Christ. Um, but yeah, we got Fergal and George with me today. How you doing, boys? Very well. Not a bad weekend at all. It's uh, yeah, going all right. Yeah, very well for me. Yeah, um, not a bad weekend for for Chelsea, and you know, not a bad weekend for me. Yeah, solid solid results for, you, for your boys. We'll come to it later on. Um, I want to start with one of your rivals uh, in Manchester United, who yet again uh, dropped points. And I suppose the first thing to start with is, was it a bit of a surprise to you guys? Because for me, as much as Leicester's a tough game on paper, and you know, any anyone's maybe liable to dropping points there. The, the pattern under Solskjaer certainly has been, whenever he's needed to dig a result out and you felt like he's under the cosh, and I'm not saying he's on the precipice yet, because clearly, you know, they, they lost the game and the, there's kind of resounding support for him, you know, that's come out since they've lost it. But certainly it felt like he needed a win to kind of alleviate the pressure, and they just didn't get a performance. So was that a surprise to you guys? Yeah, it's it's, I think... It's surprising just how how good like, like Leicester seems like to be able to score four goals. Um, and I think from right creatively they may be a bit lacking going forward recently. Um, mm. and um, but like yeah, it's just, it's just surprising like the players they have that it's just not linking up. It's also not maybe like when you do think about it, it's not really a surprise because like if there's a lot of players that maybe don't do everything that they you think they could or should, Pogba being case in point, I still think mm-hmm. I still think whenever he was signed he was expected to be a bit more of an all rounder than he is. Yeah. Um and um he's not like he's not the main problem or the or or the biggest problem, but he is one of the problems. I I just feel like the fact that there's a there's a reliance that he needs to have someone that's going to do all the defensive work beside him. I feel like that's a bit. It's a bit silly, like that that someone like of his caliber couldn't, um, just do more, um, especially when he's got the physical attributes to to do it as well, um, and then, it's like it's this Ronaldo thing. It's like, are you better with him or or without him? And and yeah. um. Juventus I know had a similar issue with it last season yeah for me like Man Man United are just so imbalanced and we'll probably go on and sort of talk about it but uh, that comes down to the recruiting and ultimately that also falls on on Oli Gunnar Solskjaer clearly you know he's had time to I mean they, they always say about new managers you know they need you know two transfer windows to establish their team well, he's been there a while now, and he's spending mm-hmm. a lot more money than most of his rivals as well in terms of like actual balance and, and net spend. I know that's 
some some people love to talk about net spend some people hate the idea but but even so his total spend and his net spend is is massively in the negative and he's not really i mean has he got a much better squad for it in terms of uh, in terms of individuals yes potentially in terms of an actual squad no you still got massive holes there um uh, and i think there's a lot of problems for for ollie even though he's not that far off the top uh, top four i think he's like sixth or seventh there's there's a lot of questions because of the fixtures they've had this early on yeah they've not i know, I know sort of gary neville keeps mentioning it they've not really played established teams yet um no, that was the hardest game on saturday but so I, I suppose the the argument could be that's when ollie does seem to to do well in terms of pulling it out and getting these kind of results. So Leicester are too bad at the moment for for Ali to get a result. Mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah, they're not quite in that threshold of uh, digging a big result out. So he's only he's only able to get a result out of what like five teams. Then that that that's mm. you're, you're looking at five teams where you're going to get four three points out of. That's, that's, yeah, just yeah. giving Man City or, or yeah. Chelsea seems to do quite well against those guys, but yeah. I, and Leeds, we can throw Leeds in there as well. Yeah, you? Leeds will give them six. Well, they'll get back well, to Old Trafford. But yeah, well. sorry, Fergus. Um, yeah, I I, I agree Fergus. with all the stuff. Well, yeah, but I uh, one of our listeners. <laughs> all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, God, you didn't think I'd forgot your name, did you? Christ, that'd be bad. I thought you had bad hosting. No, 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 no. I'm just I'm just acknowledging one of our. Favorite guests and listeners, mate, and I'm just apologising for digging. It'll probably be the only mention lead to get on this podcast, and we're digging them out. So, mind you, there's not much good to say at the moment. Um, yeah, like honestly, it's interesting, right? So, so you guys are Chelsea fans, and and I see parallels between him and Lampard. I'm not talking about their coaching, but I'm talking about Lampard did a pretty serviceable job until their expectations, until he had a squad that was deemed ready to compete for. You know the Premier League and the Champions League, right? And that's where Oli is at the moment. Like, if he if he if he goes into the Europa League and wins that, or he wins an FA Cup, I just I don't know how much that moves the needle for him at all. If I'm honest, no. I think when you've spent the money he has, and not just the money, like as an Arsenal fan, I can I you know, we spent the most this summer, but we spent on projects. I signed six players under the age of 23 for you know 20 30 million each. And they're guys that are there to do a job longer term. Man United have signed Jaden Sancho, who to an extent is that, but also they signed him for big money. So there is an expectation that he comes in and hits the ground running, and, and he hasn't. He hasn't moved the needle for them at all. Uh, they signed Varane, who I haven't watched his performances like extremely closely, but they've kept one clean sheet this season, and that was really fortunate. So that might not be down to him, but... What you can say so far is his signing hasn't improved them defensively, right? And then they've signed Cristiano Ronaldo, and maybe we'll come to a kind of more in-depth discussion about him in a minute. You've already alluded to it. You know, is is he causing them as many problems as he is uh, bringing them solutions? There's no doubt he's still a world-class goal scorer. He has that natural instinct. He sniffs goals out. But what does he offer, A, in terms of pressing and winning the ball back, and B, in terms of build-up play? He, he, he doesn't offer a lot uh, in either aspects of the game. And so when you're looking at a team that, uh, as, as I'm sure we all agree, they're quite incomplete as, as a unit. They have very good individual players that could become a good team. But at the moment, they come up short in and out of possession. And I just don't think you can afford to be carrying players 
in those two aspects. Definitely. So, yeah. Um, I, I, and then there's the Pogba thing. Now, Pogba, I, I was on Monday Night Football, they sort of alluded to it. He has been a bit of a victim of the Ronaldo signing because to get him in the team, Ronaldo can only play up front at his age. He, he can only play one role in the team, which is to play centre-forward. If he's playing centre-forward, then Greenwood's playing on the wing and Sancho's playing on the wing and Rashford's going to be back soon and you've got uh, Fernandez to fit into the team and Cavani's still there and you've got Martial, you've got all these players. So Pogba can't play that sort of auxiliary left-wing role that he... I'm not saying he was brilliant there, but you could fit him into the team. There was a role for him to sort of yeah. be played there, right? Yeah. They, they they could shoehorn him in and he and, and he was fine though he was serviceable less defensive reliability uh, uh, responsibility and stuff so he could, he could do what he wanted absolutely and this is the problem is now as a result of that if you want to play Paul Pogba he has to be one of the two sitting midfielders and if you look at the four games they've played this season with him in central midfield uh, Wolves away where they should have lost very very lucky to win that game uh, Villarreal, they were even more lucky to win the game against one of the most one-sided European games I think I've ever seen. Um, and then they beat the worst, probably the worst team in the league who will come on to later in Newcastle. And then there's Saturday. And Saturday was coming. Anyone that's watched Man United this season, some of the performances they've put in, in and out of possession, knew that a, resu- a performance and a result like that was coming. And you're asking for trouble. Um, so the deeper analysis of the game was... You essentially had they 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 had two teams playing. They had the defensive five and yeah. and the attacking five. Yeah. The the work from the front from the attacking five isn't good enough. They don't press the ball. They don't cut passing lanes. It's too easy for teams to play through them. They get they become very baggy and stretched. And essentially, you, because they're not very good in central midfield, I think whoever they put on the pitch, their central midfield options are the worst of the four teams going for the title. There's no doubt in my mind. And so. It's too easy to play through them. And it's a big issue for Solskjaer because it just doesn't look like something he can fix. I've seen no evidence of it so far. I think it starts um, It starts with Ronaldo as well. Like, Brandon Rodgers came out and said, like, how, how like, um, he's sort of begging himself up. And he's like, oh, we notice a weakness through the centre. And I think that starts, yeah. it definitely starts with Ronaldo. And, like, the stats are there. Like, how often, it, like, I've never seen pressing stats be talked about as much. Uh, in the past couple of weeks with with Ronaldo, um, and I just think that, like, especially with how good centre backs are, and how like you know being able to like, uh, do uh, line splitting passes right vertical passes mm-hmm. right up through the middle of the pitch, that's a big part of the game now. If you if you're able to get it back to front, and especially now that so many teams are focused on press, and I just think that it that's a a really big issue, especially if you then haven't got the midfield to be able to go sort it out. So these passes are coming right through the centre of the pitch, bypassing yeah. um, your front men, and then you haven't got the midfield to sort that out. And sure, you've got two good centre backs, but they can't do everything. And so it's a no. big knock on effect. And um, I think it all does stem back to Ronaldo. And I, I, th- I think it's Ronaldo's best role in the team is a super sub. I, I genuinely believe that, or like it, it might be. But do you know what it is? He, it, 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 it's such an issue for Ollie because you saw the reaction when he left him out against Everton. Yeah. He left him on the yeah, bench yeah. against Everton, and they dropped points. 
And there was a huge fallout as a result of doing that. Why is Ronaldo not starting? You know, he scored in the last Premier League game or he's got three and four or whatever it was at the time. It becomes a huge issue. He's such a personality, such a global superstar that yeah. when you've got a name that big, regardless of what performances he puts in, Ronaldo could drop five stinkers in a row and there's still going to be clamour for him to be playing because he's Cristiano Ronaldo. It, it, it is so... Like... He's the hardest player of all of them to leave out, regardless of whether he's playing well or not. It, it, it's a real issue for Solskjaer. Um, I tend to agree with you. Like, I, I think that he's a very good goal scorer. Don't get me wrong. Like, he, he, you can see he's still got that instinct of where to be when the ball drops. He's yeah. obviously still very good in the air. He's a good finisher off both feet. So I, I'm not dismissing his role. Like, he obviously still has world, world-class capabilities. But when you've, as I said, when you've got a team that's incomplete and imbalanced, I just don't think you can carry anyone, and I think that includes Ronaldo. No. I don't know. I feel like I feel like it'd certainly be be helped if they had a had a holding midfielder, like not only just a holding midfielder who's good at breaking up play, but also can drop deep and take the ball off. Uh, Maguire and, and I don't know why Pogba can't do that playing. bit of, dro- I mean, of dropping. No, but Pogba can't do that because he's he doesn't. Not... He doesn't play well on the turn. Yeah. Like he's not a number but six, he, is he? Like he's an attacking he eight. Be able to do like, no, but, but skill set, should, like he think... has the skill set of being able to dribble past players. I don't know. I just I Pogba like the mo- especially in the past six months or so, it's just become more and more obvious. It's like why can't you do certain things that like, you've yeah. got the skill set? He should be able to drop yeah. in and, and ping long passes. He's able to do that, like further up the pitch. Is and like his dribbling's good. It's like why can't he do it on the turn? Potentially a mentality thing, Fergal. I mean, like yeah. he doesn't want to be that deep. Um, he wants to be influencing the play uh, further upfield. You can tell that uh, yeah. by his just his lack of concentration. And and I think obviously it is somewhat ludicrous that players like Jorginho are sort of touted with the. Ballon d'Or and, and whatnot, but equally, their mentality in terms of their concentration levels are, are perhaps undervalued. Yeah. In, in terms of constantly looking for the ball deep, constantly back back towards uh, the opposition goal, and constantly looking to spin and turn and do those passes. Pogba doesn't have the mentality to do that, uh, and and playing alongside Matic as well, I, I, I don't know. I, I think is room for disaster. Um, and you could see that by by just by the the Leicester press, which caused so many problems for Man United, who just couldn't play out from the back because there there doesn't seem to be that link between, like we say, the attack and the defence. Seems to be so uh, disjointed and, and disconnected. And then not only that is, um, you just you've just got a, you've got a CDM that can't that, that isn't mobile in Matic and can't really break up the play very well anymore. Um, and Pogba, who doesn't want to do the the, the hard yards. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it, it's nothing new to me. Pogba no. being ill suited to playing in a two man pivot. Like, I, I think the writing's been on the wall for that. For like, you know, this time last season they were getting beat six one by Spurs, and he was a disaster in that. Like, this is nothing new. And we're sat having the same conversations. I think where it's difficult for Solskjaer is he can't go back to Fred and Matt, uh, no. Fred and McTominay because no. people know, people watched it last season and, you know, it got them a few results in big games, a few draws. They might have been hard to beat and had that away record, but people know that's not good enough. They got 74 points. You're not going to win a league title with 74 points. And those two were a big part of it. It is their 
they're fine. They're absolutely fine midfielders. They're nothing more than nothing less. They're just bang average, square peg, square hole players. And if you want to go for a league title, this isn't excusing them, by the way. They spent 50 million on Fred. They spent 30 million on Van der Beek. He can't get a kick. You know, 30 million on Matic. He's over the hill. Yeah. So, so it's not that they've not, they've not spent money in those areas. I just think they've spent it poorly. And they're in a position now where they've got an 80 million pound player in Pogba who... It, it looks like might run down his contract. If if he's not going to run down his contract, that he has to be playing. And if he's going to be playing, he has to be playing in centre midfield. I, I like I don't see where else you fit him in, unless you're going to leave your eighty million pound signing on the bench, yeah. I, it, uh, in in Jaden Sancho. So it doesn't look good. I mean, before we move on from Man United, I just sort of quickly want to touch on Solskjaer. Like we we've, we've been very consistent in our stance that he's not the man. I think you can debate the extent to which he's done a good job because I think he's been he's been financially supported in a way that's allowed him to take the team from where they were under Mourinho which was dire straits to where they are now which is they've got a pretty good squad. They've got a squad that at least should be challenging. You know, certainly getting if th- you're talking about over- one thing you can say is that like other managers have been financially supportive and haven't done as well or, or haven't got no, I, I, and I was going to say like if you look at Mourinho he's an example that it doesn't guarantee success because Mourinho spent big and had the, he, he had them sick for seventh when he was sacked they were going nowhere so uh, he has definitely taken them along from where they were to a good position like whoever comes in next is, is is in a good position with that squad if they've got the right coaching uh, abilities and and they can control the egos i think that's a big thing they've got egos in that yeah. dressing room that that definitely need to be reined in do and i know, just look at yeah go for it George. do you know what i've been really kind to Solskjaer saying he's a great man manager in terms of those egos i'm not entirely convinced now I think he's different, though, isn't it? Yeah, it, 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 it's so it, weird how just a couple of weeks changes your perspective. Now I see him pandering. I, I look at Donny Van der Beek, and I, I just can't understand why he can't get a game. If we're talking about link-up play between attack and, and midfield and uh, attack, sorry, defense, midfield, attack, that Ajax team was absolutely perfect, and, and the press and the work rate, uh, constantly receiving the ball, constantly having to be on the, the ball. That that's that's the state. Him in for Pogba could be the, yeah, the switch. Yeah, I just don't. I, 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 and and that's why I think he's now pandering to these egos. I thought before he could manage them in terms of he, he's left out Pogba before. You know he's left out Ronaldo, but really it, it seems to be uh, performative, uh, and there's no substance behind it. And I think that'll get found out. And you can see it with Donny Van der Beek getting more and more frustrated by just the turgid football that's that's being played in midfield. I I I think that like, I think that before he he had to turn it from a, a really negative situation into yeah. in a positive atmosphere. That's yeah. different to hand, handling egos because hundred percent nobody yeah. was bigger than the club, and now you've got a guy that's bigger than than the club there. Well, it's not hard. He, he thinks he is anyway in Ronaldo, and the, the uh, thing is. And, and all the rest of it. And you can tell, but even the way that the transfer went down, that they sort of went, oh, I might go to Man City. You're going to have to sign me. That shows like a massive amount of ego to, to do that. And um, to like know that Man, Man United are going to come in for you because you might go to their rivals. Um, mm. And I, like, I still think that it was the right thing to sign him because... United, it, well, it, beyond Ronaldo, if he signed for Man City, that would have been really poor on his behalf. Um, mm. But like the, 
if that was the decision, then they had they had to come in for him. I I don't really blame them for doing that decision. But Ronaldo needs to change his game, and I don't think that's going to happen. So he needs. He can't. He's the perfect super. He has like. changed his game. He, he, he has changed his game though. He has to what it is now to, this to allow. Him, yeah, yeah. Ha- you don't see many players age thirty six get getting the sort of goals and assists that he's been no. able to over the last two three years. Like I, I know it's more of a trend. You're seeing players like Benzema and Lewandowski, and I think you'll see Salah do it. Like they keep themselves in physically good shape mm. and are able to still contribute at the highest level. But that involves playing a certain position. Like, like you, Ronaldo can't go and play on the wing anymore, right? He's got to play as a centre forward, and I don't think he can press for ninety minutes. I just I just don't think he's physically as capable Th- of it at the highest level. Think, like his his best sort of um, attribute is how clutch he is. Like that's 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 the Ronaldo. Yeah things and like so i think if you could convince him that ronaldo you'd be a great super sub um i don't think and, and maybe maybe so is the man to do that to to super sub himself but i don't think he could but i don't think he can i think if you're ronaldo this is the problem as well if it's sir Alex ferguson saying that to him i think fine sir Alex ferguson's got the track record he can rule he could rule with an iron fist right but he could still be the manager uh, with some of the team selections so maybe wow. ferguson could have a word with him but Solskjaer doesn't have the track record to rule that dressing room as an authoritarian. No. He's not a Pep Guardiola or Jurgen Klopp where players will listen to these guys because they know that their methods breed success. Solskjaer has no previous of that. He's not won a single single major trophy. Do you, so, do you know what this reminds me of, Harry? This sort of dressing room atmosphere. Go on. Real Madrid. Is it? Is could could Zidane? Real Madrid. He could do. I yeah, I'd be worried if he all did. All these egos, he is the ego whisperer. Uh, you know, he he's worked with with Ronaldo. I wonder is he is he the man? I mean, if you look at that team, it doesn't need a lot of like. I don't think you need to be too niche with the tactics. No. I really, I mean, Solskjaer's living proof of that. Like, how complex have his tactics been? Yeah, and he's still been able to take them a lot. I genuinely, maybe I don't watch enough. Neither do I. But then again, how did Real Madrid under Zidane play? Yeah, true. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Someone. It's a a lot of individual. He he just seemed to lean on the individual talents. Go well, you know, Marcelo's bloody brilliant. We'll let him run free. Uh, and those, I, those are my. He just seemed to bring the best out of the the bigger egos, and 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 obviously. He he had a, he always made sure there was a balance to the team, but then he had players like Casemiro to do it. Maybe he needs a, a. It's clear United need a player like that. To um, I'm I'm hope I'm hoping that um, they sign um, they sign Judas so Chelsea doesn't sign him because that would be annoying for me. But so I hope if he if he's going somewhere, he goes to Man United. Yeah. Honestly, I, you know, I don't, I don't want Rice either. I think he's a fantastic player. I just, I just don't think he's worth the money. But I think it'd be a great signing for Man United. I just think it's just so expensive. Imagine adding Rice into that team, like for another 60, 70, 80 million. It's just, it's just insane money. I, I, yeah, that'd be, that'd be incredible. But also, mm. how they don't get him. Hmm. It's interesting. I, uh, surely they don't have that much money to spend in 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 January. Like I can't see that. Maybe not in January, players. but in the summer. But then I don't. The, the, this is the other worry for for Man United. Do they have many assets apart from Jesse Lingard? But even Jesse Jesse Lingard's like twenty eight, twenty nine. Do they have many assets that they can sell? I think. I, I, 
I think the, 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 I think to do they have the Donny van der Beek maybe not a massive asset. Donny van der Beek's uh, transfer value has been cut in half. I, st- I still think that. they could get they could get because they got him at a good price. I still think they could get that back. Um, I'd be I'd be surprised. And I, and I don't I don't think um, Lingard would go with that much either for that much either. I think it's it's, it's a weird dynamic where. Yes, you've mm. got the big players like Pogba, Sancho, Varane, Maguire, but they can't sell those players because they're that, that would almost undermine the project of the big. You know, the big. You'd be admitting that they, you know, they've not worked out, and they can't. They just can't do it. I can see Pogba maybe leaving, but not for the same price tag of eighty million. No, especially if this contract's run there. Yeah, they're in a difficult situation. Um. But let's move on to another team that are in pretty dire straits at the moment in Newcastle. Um, obviously, there was a lot of talk on the last podcast about them. Um, but you've got to separate the two. I think they're going to have success in upcoming years. But what I'm seeing at the moment from them, they are so bad. It's like Genuinely, I think they're the worst team in the league. Like, think... who's worse? Norwich are worse. Norwich, Norwich are I don't know if but... they are, though. I don't know if no, they are. Norwich are worse because they haven't got the Callum Robinsons that can maybe steal them a point. Or, or Callum Robinsons? Callum, Callum Wilson. You turned into yeah. Ali. You've, you've embodied Ali. At that. <laughs> Callum Wilson, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've yeah. CR7 on the mind. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, sorry. Callum Wilson. I have Callum Wilson and, um, and Sam Maximan. And... Those are the differences between Norwich and, and Newcastle. If yeah, you took 100%. those players away, if you ju- swapped them for Josh Sargent and Adam Eda, well, Adam Eda would be scoring mm. hat tricks every weekend if he's given the chance. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, no, either, yeah. like I, 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 I get, I get the point. The Newcastle, they're actually a lot worse than I thought they'd be. Um, thankfully, it looks like my prediction might be saved by a big load of money being spent in January. Um and, and I think that will have to be. Uh, how much can they spend in January though? Because the, uh, yeah, so that's the figure being banded around, right? Yeah, so I'm, I'm I think sure you, you made this point last time, Fergal, in terms of like they're in the business to to sports wash or reputation launder or whatever you want to call it, right? Mm. They're not going to want to go too early on essentially breaking the rules, right? So yeah. I think you'll what you'll see is them at least try and project the image that they're doing things uh, smartly, sustainably, and within the rules, right? And I think that will be a big part of at least the next few windows. Yeah. But the difficulty they've got when it comes to recruitment, I think, in January specifically is they're going to be in a relegation dogfight come January. How many wins are they going to get between now and the January transfer window opening? Probably less than two, like two or three at most, right? Mm-hmm. In my opinion. They might get more. I might be shocked. But chances are they're going to be well in the midst of a relegation. They're going to have to gear up for the second half of the season being a relegation battle. Being in a relegation battle requires a certain like profile of signing I, I think to get I think you it's, out it's of it. showing with the the players they've been linked with, like the link with Tarkowski, I think I think that is the caliber and James Ward Prowse. it's it's experienced experienced Premier League lower half players. That, that that's what that that are the that are, have always been sort of linked with top like top half clubs, 
And I think mm. I think it's gonna be it's like it's like with Man City, they signed James Milner and Gareth Barry and everybody was like, Oh, respected players and and solid players, oh that's a good signing. And that's exactly the type of player they're gonna get. It's mm. gonna be it, it's I, I think not- it'd be wise to get Premier League experienced especially in the January window, you need someone that's just going to come in and hit the ground running if you need them to start straight away. And that'll equally, be, if they get Tarkowski, that'll be a great sign. Equally, though, Fergal, they're, they're also going to look, from, from what I can tell, they're also going to look at, at players like um, what Vincent, the, the parallels are really similar to, to Man City, but they'll look at players like, like Vincent Company and go, you know what, let, let's also try and get these bargains. We don't need to sign still the top uh, no, but I, I mean, as in um, maybe him and his manager. Because what, how, how much did how much did company cost at City? Like it, it was, was cheap, it, it yeah. was not a lot of money at all. And the legacy he's had there, arguably one of the best um, Premier League centre backs that, that that we've seen. Um, they'll, they'll want to do Newcastle will want to do that. I, I think. Yeah, you mentioned it. One more point, I suppose, Harry. Yeah, go for it. You mentioned that they, they, they want to uphold that that reputation. And to be honest, I, I can. I, I, completely agree agree with you um and you can see that by them not sacking steve bruce within the you know the first couple of days they've given them a game is a thousandth game but also they've not gone right let's sack you let's get get in obviously jose Mourinho's just moved to a club but let's you know get in jose Mourinho or, or roberto mancini or uh, you know whoever may be available on on the market interestingly interestingly enough i, I walked up to the ground with my best friend who's a uh, Newcastle United fan had your there teeth for the Spurs game. Um, no, but in terms of management talk, uh, he wanted either Steven Gerrard or Frank Lampard, and I think both of them, mm. either of them, sorry, are, are achievable uh, managerial appointments. They're not mental. They're not, you know, going to set the world alight. But in terms of connections, especially especially Frank Lampard, in terms of loans potentially. Or, or, or signings, uh, I think they're decent. They're decent, but they're in a relegation dogfight. And you're talking about yeah. two guys that have never, ever had to contend with that. And, and don't get me wrong, I think that they both could be good managers, you know, particularly Jared's done a good job at Rangers. Um, but I think the thing with the Newcastle manager's job is everybody wants the job after this one like no one wants it now they want the one after that in two or three years time where they're really looking up the table because let's be honest right how many players in that squad that they've got now are going to be there when they're serious about trying to push for europe not honestly like literally be zero even uh, honestly i think it could be zero like maybe saint maximan apart from that callum wilson Wilson might be there as a squad player but he's he's very injury prone um you know uh, all the, I did find it quite funny. Obviously, they're not going to come out and say like to the contrary. But all the Newcastle players, like sort of on social media, like expressing their excitement about the new ownership. And I was thinking, yeah, well, none of you lot are going to be there in two, two or three windows time. Funnily, like Christ. Funnily enough, Shelby came up, uh, came out and oh. said he won't be there. He won't be there. Which is going to be. Of course, he won't. He's dire. He got yeah, sent yeah, off. He from gave up halfway not... through the game. He said, "Yeah, he just I'll, I'll get an early down, bath. Yeah. We'll just leave it this here." <laughs> yeah, I mean. But the, like, yeah, that none of them, none of them are going to be left. Yeah, they I, I, are terrible. I think your point about them trying to promote that they're going to be, you know, abiding by the rules. I don't know if it's that. I just think that it's maybe a more. Um, I think the mindset would be like literally that they, unless they give someone a million pounds a week, 
some of the players just aren't going to come to them. And so I think yeah, pragmatism. It's, it, yeah. it's it's literally like well, we're not we don't want to be. There's a thing like you don't though they have loads of money they don't want to be taken like fools because that will then yeah. continue if people know they can get more money like look at United like they're like mm. there's a, there's you'll a get tax, mercenary you'll there's attract a tax. mercenaries if you start doing bad deals there's a tax on labor yeah. windows that'll just keep adding up and up I think that might be more to do with it like they don't want to go they don't want to be trying to convince players and having to give them triple their wages even though they have loads of money. Because that will then mm. affect the financial fair play more than anything. Yeah, um, strangely enough, you, you you don't want to be a, a Saudi club or a Chinese club or a, or a Qatar club or or even a um, MLS club where, like you said, they've got to triple their wages in order to to even players to even consider uh, going across and and yeah, they're a relegation team at the moment. Yeah, like uh, yeah. That, that's the only way they're going to attract like genuinely. I'm not talking like world club, but like compared to what they've got now, it, like night and day. Um, the only other thing I want to say on the ownership so far, and it was something that Jamie Carragher mentioned on Sky Sports last night. I don't think they've made a very good start in the way they've represented themselves. So you talk about them giving Steve Bruce his thousandth game, right? Yeah. That's all well and good. They come in and within two days, they're leaking stories about Steve Bruce is going to get sacked. Steve Bruce is going to get sacked. There's there's reports coming out of the club. They're going to sack him before the weekend. Then they don't sack him before the weekend. They're going to sack him this week. I don't think it's the best start. I know I'm pretty sure they're trying to win over local journalists, leak a few things out of the club. But it's a rocky road, that, because then they're going to want to know who's the next manager, Mm. who's coming in in January, who's coming in in the summer transfer window, what's the budget going to be, what's your spending going to be in the next five years, what's your plan for success. And also, if you're the next manager coming in, these are things you're going to consider. Like, you don't want stuff coming out about you like that because you're not going to ultimately trust the people that are employing you. So that combined with the fact that it was a bit of a clownish atmosphere yeah. on Sunday. I've got to be honest with you. Fucking Ant and Dex. I mean, it's just the wrong way around joke. as well. Yeah, the wrong, the, the wrong way around. It was just a clownish order. You can't, you can't change that. You've got to sit in your, <laughs> sit in your seat. now. I'm joking. But the, the, the way I would frame that is, if I'm honest, uh, and, uh, you know, I'm not going to defend the, uh, the, the abuse Steve Bruce has got, which is no, absolutely no, horrific, by the way. It's not but, even to do with the fans, my, my, like, my, my view on Steve Bruce is that the Newcastle fans are well entitled to want rid of him because he hasn't done a good job objectively. Like, yeah. he's been handcuffed. He's had to take a lot of the, uh, like, the abuse because he's not been given the money to spend. It's an incredibly poor squad, as we've said. But he's not done a good job, and, and he should be moved on he's if they have ambitions. A lot of shite but just sack him. The job as well, like you're just like that, which lame is, he's fine, Fogel. Newcastle fans are well within their rights to want him gone. I've got zero issue with yeah. that. And if the if the owners want him gone, just sack him. Sack him either. Sack him last week or give him his thousandth game, and then fire him. I I just don't understand why reports have to be coming out about it instantly i think well i, I do but it doesn't it doesn't bode well for me uh, harry i think it's inevitable just by the the net like how, how poor he's been and uh, just, i would i wouldn't uh, make I, a big thing out of it either did the, yeah the i think it, i think it was just gonna happen like i i, I th- that was one of the questions that was on everyone's mind Who, who's the next manager and to be honest i i, I mean i can't i can't really blame the, the even even the 
you obviously can't blame the Newcastle fans, but you can't even blame the new owners for thinking, you know, this guy's not ready to lead Newcastle into the into the future, let alone the next game. Like he's just he's just he plays the worst football. So who 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 should Newcastle get as the next manager? Well, it doesn't matter. It, it, does, it, it, it doesn't. Matter. It does. It does. No, no. It this season as long as definitely they can, does. No, no. Because even if they get relegated, it's 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 a. It well, no, they can't get game. relegated. That yeah, sets can. them back. No, they, it sets can't. them back a year. It doesn't set them. No, back but much. you've got to understand. Then they'll have to sign certain players to get them out of the championship, yeah. mate. And then those players will be. This might. This that was my point originally about if they get into a relegation battle, the players they sign to get them out of a relegation battle are not going to be the same players that are trying to get them into Europe in a couple of years' time. I I, I can't see except, how you could attract those sort of the players. Squad, the squad plan in the back about could be up to five years. I'd say. No, it's not. It's not. Look, it's not financially. It's not a problem, right? Like they've got unlimited money, basically. Like it was quite funny seeing the graph of when they bought Newcastle, like and, and their wealth. It just did yeah. not change remotely, yeah. despite the fact it was like a one point three billion purchase. If you include the uh, settlement with being Sports, that's about a billion. Um, oh really? So yeah, it was a billion. They settled it in court, which is sort of how they got over that hurdle. Um, and then Newcastle was 300, 300 million, so like one point three billion purchase, and it just didn't move the needle right remotely. Um, it's not the money; it's just the over. It will take them longer to get to the top. I think yeah. it is inevitable that they will. Like when you're talking the sort of money that oh. they're going to be spending, it's it is inevitable. But I just thought I'd have a laugh because that squad is turgid. <sighs> they made Tottenham look good. That, that, that's like the ultimate insight I could Did get. They, they made I mean, they Tottenham three two. Dyer put. I know, but they, they, they it was one side. Yeah, <laughs> that was funny. It was <laughs> one sided two uh, three two. You'll ever oh, see. Oh yeah, there. true. Yeah, like even the first ten minutes, people were saying Newcastle played well. They were giving the ball away every two. They couldn't hold possession. It was terrible. Um, but yeah, I mean. I don't know. I think they could get relegated this well, season. Well, we just got. give a quick nod. Obviously, the, we don't want to gloss over the, the yeah. There was a wee. Um, yeah. I was going to say a wee. Yeah. That's not the right word. That someone someone had a cardiac arrest, and it was mm. it was the. I think everybody it, maybe the um, actions in the summer. I think it just ran a bit more smoothly. Um, it was exemplary, really. Yeah, it it was like as perfect as it can be in that situation. Uh, the the doctor it sounded like there was a few people that were trained for the scenario there just in the crowd, mm. and there's doctors there. Uh, he got interviewed afterwards and all, but yeah, it as 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 though it was it was like such a in football there's one of the weirdest things, the weird atmosphere and everything, and and that added maybe to the weirdness. But that was that was it was it was great to see that being handled so smoothly and, and great and fair play to everybody involved in that. Um, yeah. But yeah, just thought well I, I can't, can't really don't want to gloss over that. Don't want to miss that point. No, yeah. no, no, definitely not, definitely not. Um, yeah, I mean that was sort of the most important thing from from that game. Is yeah, like it, the individual was, that, that was ends fine up after a different story. Then that's that like that ruins the weekend yeah. really. So it's, no, like, definitely. Yeah, they, they, it was what and you're right to point out that I think people learnt from the summer, yeah. um, and it and it was handled very well. I thought. Just, just from everyone involved, really. Whether you talk about, I, I have no love lost for broadcasters. Fuck me, but they, they did a much better job of it than they did in the summer. Christ, yeah. it was dreadful. And then, obviously, as you said, like the actual um, protocol of getting the individual the sort of treatment they needed was, uh, yeah, it was and first class. Out of the way as well, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Definitely. Um, let's move on. Let's move on to your boys. Chelsea picked up another win. Um, I think on the evidence of what we've seen so far this season from Brentford, that it's a good win. I mean, they're a good team. Like from what every time I've watched them this season, I think they have such a defined style that is not only like unique, but it's also very awkward and difficult to deal with. Just how direct they are. Um, they're going to cause a lot of teams problems this season. They cause Chelsea problems. There are reasons for that, which you know we'll get into. But you know, an imp- an impressive victory uh, for Chelsea, I thought. Um, and I think it was one of those where the result was all that mattered for for several reasons. It's first game back after an international break. You've got players missing. I mean, that back three. You won't see that back three again. Blindly, I, I agree, but. It's it's still a worrying trend for me. I'm just I just looking at it. The XG was 0.3 for Chelsea. But 0.3 wasn't it? And yeah. 1.5 for Brentford. And Brentford, they sh- they should have they they had the chances to win it. Mendy w- was incredible. Um, but it, it and it, Chelsea didn't have a shot after the goal. Um, mm. and and it's it's a worrying trend. And it's like oh, this classic thing of of you know it's it's. Uh, you know, it's signs of a champion when you're winning when you're not playing well. You've this, already jumped to what was going to be my question. <laughs> this is already going on a bit too long now. I don't mind it for like the start of the season when when everything. Eight like, games in though. Also, eight it's games like... in and it's still like that. And especially after a performance against Man City, uh, which which was well, they were brilliant, but it was disappointing as well. Um, and then it's it and like we're at the top of the table, but we we really. Maybe in this run we've Norwich next week. Um, maybe things will really click into gear again and Mal- an easier tie midweek in Malmo. Um, but yeah, it's, it's like performances, especially in the front three, they need to start changing. I'm also a bit confused as to why we're we're still going for this three five two. It it feels really defensive. It's, like I feel I feel like it, it's it's opposite of the reaction I would have gone for. I would have thought we actually need more attacking players on the pitch, as opposed to, uh, you know, Aspidiquela right wing back and and then three in midfield and uh, you know. Mm, he seems strangely obsessed with the idea of Asp- I, I don't know if Reece James has been injured, hasn't he? He's he has been in back fairness. in the squad. But you know, we we had a perfectly good right back that was coming through, who's now tearing <laughs> up at Southampton. Um, uh, that you know, it, you know the the thing is is like his con- Levermento's contract was running out. But and with and Chelsea had no other choice. Well, the choice was to give him game time, and he might sign the contract then and to actually back him mm. and convince him. Look, yeah. you've only got one year left. It would have been a risk, but a risk of five million, um, which you know Chelsea could probably afford. But um, I, and look, it's a small thing, and we have a squad good enough to um to be able to cover that right wing back spot. And Aspica has been good, but. Just I feel like the overall balance of the team defensively still pretty solid, but going forward it it doesn't seem to be clicking as as well as I'd like and not getting the best out of Lukaku either, which is a shame. Um, but um, yeah, a ch- on the bright side, Chalabas Chalabas still doing well, another good clearance off the line and uh, and stuff like that, and Loftus Cheek is also looking all right, but. Um, yeah, it's it's just a wee bit lacking. Um, it's not it's not an absolute disaster. Look, we're top of the table, and getting wins, but it it's something that over these easier runs, hopefully we'll click into gear a bit more. 
my my preseason predictions are not looking good. Obviously, Brentford, I predicted 20th, only because of the unknown. So I yeah, went I think you might be wrong on that one. Yeah, I might be wrong. That was one of the ones, to be fair, where we did acknowledge yeah, that I, I there did, was I so did much variance in it. Like, they could just shit the bed. I, I put Palace down in, in, in rele- relegation as well. But hey, I, I to be like, honest, still so, a long way. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, and I put Chelsea top, which, you know, might, you know. At the minute, it's, it's looking, looking great. Good, but, yeah. Stop, stop, well, stop. Stop like the we, uh, like, like we've alluded to, I mean, we, we said with Man United, it was a long time coming. If if we lose a game against Norwich, or, or not even lose, sorry, drop points, maybe a nil-nil against Norwich, to be honest, I, I'm not, I wouldn't be absolutely, I wouldn't be mind-blown. If he doesn't change the system, that is. It'd be, it'd be interesting to see whether he uses Malmo and Norwich as a little bit of an experiment to to, to change up the the formation and the style of play. Go for a four. At the Maybe back, not the think? style of play, but just just it doesn't even need to be four at the back. It just needs. It's just it's just this idea of Werner and, and Lukaku that you'd think would work. You know, with the sort of Martinez, um, Lukaku. I think it works with one more. Time. With someone like Mason Mount in, in, in there as well, potentially, like, but yeah, like you said, balance. it's just, it's just for some reason this this team just, it's just, I don't know. Going forward, it's just uninspiring. It really is. Mm. Um, it, it was quite harsh of um of Harvard. I I don't have the exact quotes, but he he came out today and was like, um, he's he's basically said he's, he's been. I think he said it was he he was slack. I think the phrase you might have used, something similar to that. To, to be honest, Havertz does sort of strike me as a player who can be slack. Like, he's quite languid, isn't he? Like, yeah. in his sort of body language. It's all, like, even like when Ozil. he's playing well. Yeah, a, a little bit. Like, he works harder than Ozil, but it, he can give the impression that he's sort of strolling about a little bit, even when he's not. Like, that always used to be the big thing with Ozil. You'd get his running stats after the game, and he's like, he's run the most of anyone, but it, it doesn't what, what? Yeah. seem like that. Yeah. You know, with Havertz, I think it makes him a good player at times, just how laid back he is. But when he's not playing as well, he's having a difficult spell at the moment. Obviously, it's one of those things it's very easy to point to, that his body language isn't great. I think with Chelsea struggling to create chances under Tuchel, I don't think it's anything new. Like, when I look at last season, don't get me wrong, they they were very good in the Champions League games, um, at playing with a lead and countering on teams or whatever. But when I look at them in the league, when he came in, I think they were the fourth best team and ended up finishing fourth. Actually, if you look at it, didn't create loads of chances across a lot of the games. So, you know, I, I, I just think it's a conundrum he hasn't quite solved yet. And I think, I think I said this at the start of the season and my opinion hasn't changed. It's these sort of games and the games against teams where they're going to give you the ball and say, break us down. Yeah where Man City and Liverpool have proven over a few seasons that they're very competent at sweeping those teams aside. I think it, because in the big games, Chelsea have been pretty good with the exception of the Man City one. They've done well um, and have a method to succeed in those games. I think it's these games where they're awkward and teams make it difficult, where if they're going to come unstuck, it's potentially these sort of games. And I think, that, as you said, they do need to find slightly better solutions at the moment because 1-0 wins... I think yeah. the reason I cut them slack, I'll come to it in a minute, there's a reason I cut them slack for this particular one, but they're not sustainable just winning all these games by the odd goal, the, the sort of fine margins, you do get caught out eventually. It'll, yeah, it'll ca- catch up eventually, you have to be incredibly lucky to play like that for a whole season and win a this, league title. This mm. would be the most boring 
Premier League title if if Chelsea go on and win this, like and play the same football and mm. win games like like they are, it would be the most uninspiring Premier League title in my living living memory. Like I can't remember. Mm. A, a I kind of love it though. If we won it as boring as that. Yeah. <laughs> just, I think. Just gr- imagine how annoying it would be for every other team, George. Yeah. If if we were grinding out Chelsea these one 0 wins, one nil wins. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Uh... I mean, it's difficult to see that. I think the reason, though, in terms of the three-five-two, why you played it, I think, if I'm being honest, it's probably because of the guys that were playing at centre-back. You know, you've got a guy making yeah. his debut in Saar, and you've got Chalabar, who... Uh, is he a right wing-back? Like, because I thought no, he'd be playing at wing-back. He's, 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 he's either a defensive midfielder or a centre-back. And okay. I think, especially in this system... He's good in both, to be honest. He, he, I, I, th- I think he's the one player... It was. Um, I, I wasn't worried about him. It was, it was sorry. I was worried about. No, but they were a bit shaky. Like in the last twenty minutes, there was a lot of pressure on those yeah. guys. They're young yeah. players. They've not probably not played in a game like that as physical and intense and direct yeah. as what was being thrown at Chelsea. And I think honestly, if Thiago Silva and Rudiger and whoever was whoever else was missing, if they'd been available, I think you probably would have played a three four three. Reece James Brentford played two. Re- yeah, I think Reece James. Going forward, he, I, I'm pretty sure, I, I, at the very start of the season, he was one of the top for um, expected assists per ninety. Yeah. Um. Uh, definitely among defenders as anyway. Um. Uh, he was. He was. He probably only Trent was maybe ahead of him, but um, um, he, he's a big miss, and I think once he gets back into the team, he'll bring a real balance because he's he's so good going forward. And being able to provide for um, crosses for Lukaku, um, so I think maybe when he comes back in, but it'd be interesting. I wouldn't mind a shift to a four at the back, or I've been talking about rage, but I think Mount's future is in is in midfield, especially if Havertz turns into the player that we hope he ha- he has and needs the potential to be. I don't. I think the only way you're able to fit Mount and Havertz in is if Mount moves a bit deeper. Um, but. We've got the problem with that is we've got like we we brought in Sal, we've got we've got even Loftus cheap, we've got Coversage, we've got Kante to play alongside what you'd expect Jorginho. to be Jorginho and yeah. under this tutorial side. Yeah. Uh, going back to I guess Reese James is I, I think that is the crux of it. I mean I, I, I think back to the Arsenal game where he was bombing forward yeah. and just causing so many problems for, for was it, I think it was Saka and, and Tierney, uh, and the reason why was not, not not because they're bad players, but because it's just another option going forward. You don't get that with Aspilicueta. Aspilicueta doesn't bomb forward, uh, you know, pulling players out of position. Chelsea are far too static in most in most situations. They're flat in terms of their play, in terms of intensity, and in terms of their structure of just a flat back three, a flat five across the middle, and then a a uh, flat two. If you think Chelsea are static, my goodness. <laughs> I'd love to support a team at the top of the league and even they're static. Jesus Christ. I, I understand your point. Yeah. I, I do understand your point. I, it's funny, right? So I, like, I've watched Chelsea a handful of times this season and the best I've seen them is when they've played with dual number 10s. And it's almost like because it worked for a half against Tottenham with a 3-5-2. I understand Saturday a bit more with, with the young defenders that were playing. Man City, I didn't understand the three-five-two at all. It didn't make any sense to me because you've had success against them in the past with runners in behind. So, 
I don't know. Like it's a minor problem. You got the result. I think the result, given sort of the reasons I outlined, the players that were missing, I think was the most important thing. Um, but you know, I, I I think as we've said, you need to show market improvement in those games because you're not always going to get the rub of the green. Like on another day, it goes the other way, and it could have easily been a one nil loss. So it's just about churning out a bit more consistent performances. I think. Um, just to sort of like go over a couple of the other games from the weekend. I, I was at, at the game last night. I was watching Arsenal. Get my daily, a weekly Arsenal rant out of the way. The only point I want to make on Arsenal is I spoke about Brentford having a defined style that's not only sort of unique, but it's also quite awkward. I think the biggest issue Arsenal have at the moment is they're trying to do the same thing as some of the teams above them that just have better players and better coaches. And unfortunately, if you're trying to do that, then the ceiling, I'm afraid, on our season is not going to be very high. You know, if we keep trying to play Man City build-up football and then try and drop... Like yesterday, we scored a goal and then dropped off like Chelsea do sometimes. But we don't have the defenders yeah. and, and midfielders yeah. that Chelsea do, you know? So I, I just... I look at it and I think you've got a young squad there. You've got players that will work hard for you. I'd love to see us get on the front foot and press teams a bit more because we struggle to create when they sit in. So I think we're best at playing... I think it's the, uh, the, the quote that Jürgen Klopp used, the best playmaker is the Gagan press, where you yeah. can nick the ball in transition and then teams are stretched. You've pulled them out of their structure. If you're, it, Palace scored two goals doing it. Your mate, Colin Gallagher, nicked the ball twice and yeah, they scored two goals doing it. And it's, you know, Palace... They've got some good players. I'm not being disrespectful, but they should be no more capable of doing that than we should be. And and it's just slightly worrying that after nearly two years in the job, you've got someone. Yes, there's a young squad there. I completely understand. You've got to be patient with the development. Uh, I think they said last night on Monday Night Football, you're going to get performances like this. And I think, well, yes, but it's just baffling that you. you we sort of it was, it was like watching three different teams where for the first twenty minutes we pressed, scored a good goal. Then we just let them have the ball for about 60 minutes and then we, you know, threw a few players forward at the end and they let us have it. So, yeah. I you just, I'd love two to... rebounds as well. Like the, the, the build it's up... not creating a chance, is it? The, it's the, not like... I thought you did play well in the first half, uh, first, first spell. 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah. For 20, 20 minutes. minutes. You were definitely the better team. But, um, uh, yeah, it, it seemed... And then, like, what do you call him? Lakonga? Is that what you call him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I um I don't know. I I thought he came on and he wasn't. There was there was a point when he was trying to go for a goal and he had space to run into and he was looking for a sideways pass. And I like all the way for the goal as well, second goal. Exactly, and I thought he's a bit like, raw. He's, he's young and he's getting used to. The he's parody. raw. I don't think he should be playing as much as he is. I think the problem is we yeah. we didn't sign a central midfielder apart from him. Yeah. One injury and he's you know he's I basically what, third choice. Willock, I think, would fit in nicely in that balance. Is, uh, in, I had this in that, debate in that with someone. Three that you're playing at the moment. If if he's want someone that's gonna do maybe put in a tackle a bit more, I think Willock it, it could it could have been a nice. He, I, I, I think I he's, he's a bit better than Lukonga. Yeah. yeah, he's probably better than him now. But the problem is, Willock's been at Arsenal for what three, four years, like in and around the first team setup. Yeah. We've been there and seen it with him. I think with Lukonga, don't get me wrong, like he might end up being just as uh, inserviceable, but there's that kind of unknown entity to him. Like in two or three years' time, he could be a player. So I think you're right to invest it in someone who 
has upside, has has been pretty good yeah. for Anderlecht by all accounts. I think this is raw at the moment. Them. That's the only thing. Maybe, I think maybe, the thing with Willock is we, need, we needed to we needed yeah. to take the money. Twenty five million for him. I, I, don't get me yeah. wrong. I don't think he's been very good at Newcastle so far. So I, I don't know. Like I watched him on Sunday, Willock, and he was just a bit of a headless chicken running all over the pitch. I so, suppose if, if you have Xhaka back, he he might do that role a bit better. If, yeah, well, he, he would. That was what yeah. I was going to say. I mean, he in would. terms of bringing on a player to to replace Party, in terms of, I mean, it seemed as though the tempo was sort of getting away from Arsenal, and they they were looking to control the tempo to bring on a player like Lukonga. Um, it, it, it's not inspiring in in terms of dictating the tempo and making sure to you know to 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 change the game up and uh, and match you know either match the tempo or at least control it themselves. He's not the player to bring on, uh, and that's yeah. just a testament to to like like Harry said, every every other top four teams um, sort of squad depth in terms of who they can bring on in that role to just just see out games. Xhaka could have been that person, um, uh, but then even with Xhaka, you do get someone who's a little bit temperamental. Exactly. Uh, uh, and so, like, you know, we've repeated constantly with Arsenal, this is a project, at least they've got a direction, but, but it would be interesting to see them try and mix it up. And become the arsenal of you know. Uh, I don't think they need it. Where, where they're playing different football. To do, no, I don't see the to do, football. To do what you're oh, yeah. saying though, Harry. I don't think, like in the formation they're playing, they can't. They could press in that formation quite effectively. They should press in that yeah. formation. The problem is, I, I, I quite no... like the setup you, you have. Like the starting eleven. I like the best starting eleven that you. So you know what it is, right? So you know what it is. I like the starting eleven, but I don't like the starting eleven if we're going to sit in a. Uh, a counter-attacking block because yeah. we don't have players that them. A are going to track runners and B are actually I don't think they're counter-attack players I think they're players that work better that, in yeah. the in the final third not in I, the defensive third springing I, I, I agree with that with, with Saka um, Smith-Rowe but I don't agree with that in terms of Odegaard oh, Pepe and Aubameyang and yeah Pepe. I agree and then but that's Aubameyang. why I think Aubameyang. we should like, press but, but, we but, should but, press, but, but that's the problem. Get them into space. Is is Pepe going to press? Is Odegaard? Press? If he's not going to press, then fucking bench him. Like, I'm sorry, mm. it, don't play him if he can't press. It's but, as but, simple as I that. Think certainly, so, I don't think any of Aubameyang would be the only one that I would think maybe wouldn't because of his age. He was the best at it yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, no, he, he's played at Dortmund. So like, Pe- Pepe doesn't. Pepe doesn't. No, he do doesn't. That. He doesn't. But I don't know if it's coaching or it's just mm. laziness because yeah. I have seen him do it a bit better. But I just look at it and it and it baffles me why we would score a goal and then proceed to let them have it and and essentially l- wait for them to make a mistake and try and counter on them. With all due respect, they're Crystal Palace. They're working with lower budget. They've got some good players. Crystal Palace. They don't have a good season, but it, you don't do that. Chelsea wouldn't have done that. Liverpool wouldn't have done that. Man City wouldn't have done that. If you're trying to get to those levels, and don't get me wrong, we're nowhere near at the moment. But if that's the Standard and Arteta's been around a world class coaching setup and team. He's seen it, right? He has seen Manchester City at their best. Never at any point did they score a goal in a game like that and take that take their foot off the opponent's throat. That that's just not what they do. So a lot of questions to be answered um, for Arteta. Yeah. You know, there's another game on Friday night. I don't know if it's the kind of the best or worst thing for him because on the one hand, you can sort of quickly rectify it and right the wrongs, but the other, if you get another poor result in quick succession, 
he's going to be under huge pressure. So, yeah, not 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 a great weekend for Arsenal to most because there were drop points to be picked up on. Um, I just quickly want to ask you guys, sort of before we finish to do the fantasy football. Um, I want to talk a bit about Ben Foster, who is a popular guy um, for sort of all of his online stuff he does. I think people enjoy his videos. He's a good watch. He clearly comes across well. Seems a nice guy. But Watford got thumped on Saturday by Liverpool. It was one of the most embarrassing performances you'll see this season. And it kind of then there's a fallout from that. And one of the articles I was reading was kind of at this discontent at Foster and this sort of murmuring within the club that there are people unhappy with his content and sort of what he's doing. Like, where would you guys stand on something like that? Kind of, is he, is he towing the line a bit between laid back, you know, stuff that's in good taste and producing content or is it a bit unprofessional? For me, uh, the question is, like, do you want it yeah, at your own club, isn't it? I, I said, mm, would, would, yeah. I, it's, it's nice watching it from afar. You get an insight into what Very it's good like point. to be a, a Premier League footballer. But it's like it's like the whole like Lingard thing. Whenever he was he was you know doing like TikTok dances or whatever or Instagram and stuff. Yeah, it's great when he doesn't play for your club. Yeah, you're like yeah. you're like oh that's funny or whatever. But then Foster and like this is the thing like he does come across well. He all good intentions, all positive uh, things. He's giving you an insight that that like it's pretty unique. So I wouldn't I wouldn't want him to stop doing it because like it's it is good content. No, I suppose it's from Do an I want it at my club though? I don't yeah. know. I, I don't know if, if um who would be the equivalent, I'm trying to think. You know, if Edward Mendy started getting out. It, well actually, who's the Ben Foster of every club? That, yeah, I, I that, that's that's paper, it. isn't it? Yeah. It may, maybe Mason Mount would be at Chelsea. But that, but that's what I was gonna say is when you're on for, for example, everyone loved it when he was in the championship. Yeah. Because Watford were winning games. Uh, and he was having to play. So he was allowed to do it as well. And he was allowed. Like, to he was it. he was allowed to put the GoPro in the well, back of the, goal the Premier League. It was a bit of Secondly, there, but... I think. Yeah. I, I I think to be honest, this season the intention was he was supposed to go into the season as the backup keeper. He he would he would be able to do his match day vlogs. He wouldn't be you know have to be involved or distracted by Premier League games, and he'd also bring a really you know good public. Uh, you know, a good PR to the to the club and also to the players at, at Watford, a mm. little bit of uplift. But when you're losing games, when you're losing games, it's that's what's the problem. As well. If if Watford had a really good start to the season and Ben Foster was, you know, I'm well the lads getting people to sign shirts and vlogging the 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 match days for the fans, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Mm. So it's it's all about winning. Uh, as it, and it always comes down to that. So I don't, I don't think it's unprofessional. I don't think I don't think it really matters yeah. that much. Um, I, I, th- I think but, it definitely is like depending on like the context of the season. I think it's... yeah, and I think he does generally do it tastefully. I know yeah. there's problems with match day tickets, um, and I'm sure that, that was the thing on Saturday. Yeah, because there was like because he's not allowed to put the camera in the goal anymore. He basically will give his like tickets or whatever that he he gets given by Watford Football Club. He'll give them to people that can film but him like, at the game, vlog the game. Yeah, and that's fine. I think the issue is on Saturday, he gave it to Liverpool fans who then celebrated the goals they scored and had to be escorted from the premises. And, you, you, and I think then mm. you've got a bit of an issue where 
Well, like, the that, cover that's an, gonna that's want an that. easy fix, though. In fairness, he just needs to pick his people carefully. Don't well, no, like, that, uh, that... The, 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 he doesn't just have to pick his people carefully. He needs to pick Watford fans because that that would bring him so much, you know, better uh, publicity. But also, Watford fans should be going to Watford games. As simple as. It, it, also I, 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 game. I'm thinking if I was a Chelsea fan, you know, and I missed out on a home game because, you know, a Liverpool fan got to film Edouard Mendy um, mm. for his match day block, I'd be furious. I don't yeah. know about Absolute that because it's never your theory. ticket in the first place. It's a ticket. No, no, but look, ticket look, in theory, has. it is taking a ticket away from a, from a Chelsea. But it's fan. taking it's giving it to a Liverpool fan going to a Liverpool game. It might might be at home, but I don't. If he was, if it, no, it, that's not, not in that. their allocation. That's not it, in no, their not prescribed really. allocation, Fergal. That's a home end ticket. I get but what you're saying not, about you've not. It's not been taken. I get it. I get it. I get it. It's not been taken from someone directly. You've not plucked it out their pocket, right? But it is taking allocation for fans that ultimately, if there is a waiting list, I don't know what it's like at Watford, certainly at other clubs, you'll have but fans that would want to go to the game. But if not to them, it's give it, like, I, I think that's a, sort of... That's why George is saying he should give it to Watford fans. I, I, I sort of do agree with that more than he can just give it to whoever he wants. I can understand why the club wouldn't like that, ultimately. Yeah, I don't know. I, and I, the- I I do wonder if this happened before, and you know, just because it wasn't getting vlogged, it wasn't a big deal. Like I'm pretty. I think sure. timing's everything as well. Yeah. Like yeah, they've been yeah. battered five 0 If yeah, they'd they won just- on sun- uh, Saturday, I don't think much would be getting. Like you know, this stuff wouldn't he, be coming he, out. He of would be getting loads point. of millions of views on it on his vlog. How he beat Liverpool, you know. I think the thing is with Foster as well. He was I- indirectly. You know, I'm not saying he was any in any way responsible. But the last game under the previous manager, he gave quite a volatile interview on match of the day, basically like picking the bones of their performance. And I think there were people from the outside who thought he's lit a fire under that manager. And then they've gone and lost five in the first game. I think he's an easy target to just pick on. I think that I think honestly, I think there's all that 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 might be all there is to it. I personally don't mind it. I think he's a good personality. I enjoy watching him. But as you said, it's easy for me to say that because I don't support Watford and I didn't watch them lose 5-0 on Saturday. I, I, so, I, I think he does, on in terms of his content, he does toe the line quite well um, with, with what he puts out. And like, obviously, I think, I'm pretty sure, I'd imagine the Watford you know, PR person is, is quite on his back as to what he's allowed to put out. Um, yeah. but I, and, uh, you'd expect that. I I think I think he does it okay. And and yeah, if yeah, the results were bad, I don't think anybody would be no, it's like it's the same with like you know Rashford's performances. People start saying, "Oh, you shouldn't be saving the kids." You know, well, it's not, not to the same extent, but it's the same thing. It's like Ben Foster is is has been doing football a long time to know what affects his game, what effect he's able to separate these things. He's probably he's been, like football footballers do loads of different things other than play football, and yeah. you know. It, it, it's 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 better that they're doing that there's someone they're vlogging the match than than some of the other things they could be getting up to uh and i i like i and, and have their minds uh thinking about other than you know what the what the thumbnail is going to be he, yeah. he he knows he knows how to be a professional he comes across very professional i think there's much of an issue mm. well not for us anyway but yeah i don't know there might be what fans that feel differently um before we finish, guys, uh, fantasy, Fogel, what's going on? Give us a roundup. Fantasy, well, 
So, um, we'll go. We'll go from bottom to top this week. So in yeah. bottom place this week, with the wooden spoon is Timo Werner, who was George's hey. with two points. You know, I learned this a long time ago. If you have a feeling about Timo Werner doing well, go see a doctor. It's it's not going to happen. Um, um, and next up was was Harry with Trossard. Look, I think it's going to be a common trend. We're going to pick on Norwich and whoever they're coming up against, especially if that team's in deep. It might be Newcastle soon, to be fair. Yeah, it could, it could, it could be jumping on the Newcastle bandwagon. That's very before true. Before they actually get good. Yeah, before January. But um, you went with Trossard. He got, um, I'm actually not, he got three points. He must have got maybe a bonus point or a uh, clean sheet. Or clean sheet, that's clean what sheet. it was. I went for Duffy. I was hoping he might sneak a, a goal. Um, but he just got me the five points as he also got a yellow card uh, with the clean sheet. Um, and then his partner in crime, Dunk, who is Ali's pick, got nine points, clean sheet, no yellow cards, and three bonus points. Uh, that shoots Ali right up the top of the table with a massive 14 points. Lads, should we just butcher his pick this we're, week? We're, we're, yeah. we're more than we're more. Yeah, that, that could be a shout. He's not here. He's not here. We we could we could pick one for him. Uh, Ali pick, told pick me he wanted. Um, he, he, yeah, uh, Ali wanted. To, Ali really wanted to pick Kieran Clark. He just had a funny feeling about him this week. I yeah, don't know yeah. what it is. Um, I, I get that feeling about him, uh, King Clark. <laughs> but um, but yeah, um, I. Um, so yeah, it's it's Ali at the top of the table, and then we're, we're sort of um, in a bunch with uh, me and uh, Harry Joint on sixth place and second place, and George in fourth on four points. So oh George, you got you, oh you for the man he that was predictions at the Euros. He needs to step up his game now. Yeah. You know, go 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 with your brain instead of your feeling. You know, don't listen to those Gavin's ads. The hunch is not good. The hunch is not good. Um. But yeah, I'm uh, so for this week to focus on the next fixtures. Chelsea against Norwich, so I'm not going to change going for going for uh, the team that mm. Norwich are playing. I'm going for big Rom this week. I think I think it's look, it's it's the old cliches. Rom's a bit of a bully, a bit of flat flat track bully. So I think he'll he'll finally get back scoring against Norwich, and um and yeah. I also think Chelsea will probably go a bit more attacking in general. I hope so anyway. Um, yeah, George, go ahead. What, yeah. what was your pick? Speaking of Ben Foster, I'm going to go with Damari Gray. So he's going to, yeah, I think he's, he might have a have a bit of a, a problem against uh, against Everton. So yeah, Damari Gray. Um, they've actually really impressed me. Everton their performances, uh, especially Damari Gray, he's been fantastic. They lost so. at the weekend. Yeah, they played well. Um, it was actually good. There was chances either yeah, end with that was, one. There was there was some great chances. Damari um, Gray. Okay, interesting shout. Harry, who are you going for? Well, I was going to pick on Norwich, but then I thought I'll pick on Newcastle instead. And because I watched Palace this week and I was actually quite impressed with what I saw, um, I'm going to go with Odson Edward. Scored a good goal last night. Was a good um, and I and I think I think Palace, yeah, they they could take Newcastle apart really, based on what I saw yesterday. I think um, you're going to go. I like Big that. Ben. I've Big I've been ben impressed Teke. with Edward. Good, Big Ben Teke. No, Ben Teke, I, I said to my mate this morning, Ben Teke only scores against us. Like I think he'd had like a two year scoring drought and then he <laughs> yeah, finally he broke it against Arsenal and then busted out that stupid 
fucking celebration. Yeah, it's like a gif of it. I said, I was like, I hate this. I absolutely hate it. Oh, right. I couldn't get over it. It was a, it was a really good finish by Ben. Tempe, <laughs> it was. It was. Yeah, it was right in the corner. I was like, "Fucking hell!" I knew he'd score. He's such an oaf, like ninety percent of the time. Honestly, I just remember yeah. when he like tried to finesse his penalty into the top corner and just like skied it like high and wide. That, oh. that was my only impression of Ben Tempe. And yeah, he's so bad. <laughs> um, we should add Ali's pick. It wasn't actually Kieran Clark, although you know uh, he uh, he would be a pretty decent. Pick. No, he's Mo Salah. Yeah, I I was gonna say he's. I thought he'd go for another Egyptian and perhaps perhaps go for El Nenny, but he's he's El Nenny. Yeah, I've yeah. got a feeling for El Nenny on Friday night. A... <laughs> uh, he's actually got yeah Mo Salah for his. Pick. He did go with Mo Salah. She's pretty boy. He also wanted us to add that he doesn't actually rate Mo Salah. He thinks he's a bit overrated. Yeah. Um, he's yeah. not the best player in the world at the moment. I mean, he's not even the best best African to have played in the Premier League. So you know. There's that. Nah, um, you're not. I, I, I heard he says that um, his six-pack photos are photoshopped as well. It's all it's all, oh, it's all proper. Oh, have you ever seen uh, muscles there? I mean, what is that all about? My goodness. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the ones under the armpit. Yeah, the, that, that. I saw some, went. like, horseshit, like, diagnosis of what those actually are. I was just like, that is bullshit. That's photoshopped. They've photoshopped it on. Nonsense, Some and he's over it. Contouring, really, isn't it? It's, yeah. It's... <laughs> 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 well, absolutely, but um, no, we've totally represented Ali and his uh, and his views on Mo Salah <laughs> completely fairly there. Um, yeah, can't wait till he hears this. Um, cool. We'll finish on that note, guys. It's been a pleasure as always. Um, we'll hopefully have Ali back with us next week. Depends. Depends on the weather. See what the weather's like next week, um, whether he's going to be joining us. But uh, thanks as ever, guys, for, uh, for being here. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, we'll see you on the next one. Cheers. <laughs>